I remember seeing a clip ages ago. I can't remember where it is now. It's a shame because it was an amazing one. <laughs> somebody firing at some someone else, moving up very well, too close to the environment, and the gun turns sideways as he was firing, and he shoots <laughs> his buddy in the head, which <laughs> which is some completely random because yeah, awesome. he pushed up to it and, and it and it moved up like this, and yeah. he just flick shotted this guy ninety <laughs> degrees to his left hand side, and it's honestly it's hilarious. Welcome to Scab Talk, an Escape from Tarkov podcast with a continuing focus on development of the game, patch note analysis, theory crafting, and general gameplay discussions. My name is Church. I'm one of your hosts. I am a video editor for a Tarkov YouTuber named Airwing Marine. I'm Gabby, a Tarkov YouTuber helping you guys get better at the game. And welcome back to Scav Talk, everybody. I finally, by the skin of my teeth, this week hit level 40. Mm. So that's good. Um, I've, as I said last time, I've been extremely busy IRL, so it's been a, yeah. a little a little tricky. And I was working towards a weekly to extract from interchange fourteen times, which, as you know, for me is pretty bad. And I've done it pretty passively, if I'm honest. I've done mm-hmm. it quite passively in a in a fairly boring way while I've been doing other stuff. So you know that's that's that. But uh, I didn't actually even complete it, and just by going and killing scavs and stuff with a yeah. Two one five. I ended up getting enough XP to get to forty anyway. So that's been uh, that's been my week really. Um, how's it been going for you? Um, well, good. You know, I've been I was spamming interchange like crazy, doing my typical strength training tea bag stuff, and I decided. God, when was it? Was it Tuesday or Wednesday? I decided to cut on Steam Audio. Um, because mm. I haven't used it in God forever. Oh, you had it. You have it off yes for like Uh. back when god when was that i don't know i can't even remember dude it's been so long but i when it first came out i had it on and it took some adjustments to get used to but generally speaking i was like okay with it then there was an update and there was like ghost footsteps at the start of the raid yeah and I my PC was also blue screening, which I thought at the time it was Steam Audio. Turns out it was just Windows update being really bad as per usual. Um, so I had it off, and I never really cut it back on because I didn't want to like relearn it because mm. I I have like this vivid memory, and maybe it's just a you know like a false memory, like my mind just is not reconstructing the events properly. But I remember. Having seen Mario on, and I was like in factory, I peeked a corner, and I, it sounded like the guy was really far away, I guess. But he was actually a lot closer, or maybe it was the inverse of that. But it was something like yeah. this, right? And it really annoyed me because I wasn't used to that, and I don't think that's the case now. I'm not sure, because... A, like I said, my memory could be wrong. B, they could have had a module enabled for Steam Audio that had that um, difference in volume for distance. I forget what the technical term is called. I don't know. Anyways, long story short, um, yeah, I've had it off for the while, for the longest time. I had it, I turned it on recently, and it was actually like the learning curve was like none. <laughs> it was like super easy, and it was just like yeah, this is like way superior um even with like the 
audio bugs bugs being like well you you know they are um i did have the weird air like compressed air being like pushed into your (laughs) i thought i see this is crazy because i've heard people talk about this and i'm just like huh i've never had this issue but that's because i've had steam audio off right and then people and then now i can be like oh my god this is the thing they're talking about and i was playing with a buddy he's he has steam audio on and I was like, I asked him, I was like, did you hear that? He was like, yeah, what's, what's that noise? And I was like, I don't know. It's a Steam Audio bug. He was like, really? And he's like, you know what? Come to, Now that you mentioned, I've never really like paid much attention to that type of stuff. He's like, it's oh. just like he's been so like accustomed to it. And in some ways, I feel like the scabs like yelling in your ear and then getting really quiet is almost like a pro. <laughs> Because yeah. it, it helps you like localize. <laughs> it's like I don't know. It's weird. It's such. It's a weird thing. But um. Ooh, long story short, I I don't know what's been happening, dude. So yeah, cutscene on has been great. But that same day, I logged in, cut it on, log off, restart the game. I get like profile loading, uh, bugs constantly, and it's like I'll exit a raid. As soon as I exit the raid, I get a error that pops up and is like authentication error force closing the game or like client authentication error closing the game in 30 seconds. And it's like, if that doesn't happen, then either I leave the raid and like the post screen takes 10 minutes to load and then I leave that and then oh. that takes 10 minutes to load and then I'm in the hideout. Maybe it's working, maybe it's not. I try to buy off the flea market, flea market's not loading, traders aren't loading item back in errors like it's 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 not that it's unplayable it just makes the experience completely unenjoyable and miserable yeah so i don't know what to do i've tried turning off steam audio um that's like i highly doubt that's the case unless they're like tracking that information and now that it's got bugged somewhere i don't know i, I there could be so many things it's probably I'm guessing it's something on BSG side. I don't know. It could be my ISP. It could be my router. I've tried like restarting. I've tried uninstalling the game, reinstalling the game, clearing temp files, clearing clash files. Everything, dude, is just like I looked up stuff online. People were saying something about Vodafone and changing hardware acceleration or router, but that's like an ISP provider in Germany that people were having issues for. So I have no clue. Other people say they're having issues, but I feel like I got the worst end of it. I have no, I have no clue. Um, so if anyone has a solution out there, please share it to me because it is, I, I like can't like, dude, I have to launch the game, wait ten minutes just to collect my hideout, and hopefully the flea market's not bugged. Otherwise, I can only do crafts that are in my stash. Like it's so miserable, dude. It yeah, sucks. That really, really sucks. Yeah, that really does. sucks. Yeah, I mean, I've like heard about other people having like long waits between various points on different things i've never had any of those myself so i don't know whether whether it's a regional thing or not um whether it's like a us for europe thing i'm not actually sure so you're not having any no okay yeah i don't know i'm not i have no clue and there are other people yeah i guess yeah we'll we'll just see what people say because you know i guess you need to put it out there and see what other people are having problems with i guess like other bigger like the streamers in the us would also be having problems too i guess if it was something related to that so yeah i guess it's probably not a widespread issue unfortunately um i mean 
you were talking about steam audio the only is the gas in the gas of air what is it like blast of air kind of thing yeah, I like compressed that, like, <laughs> i only had that this week that was the first time mm-hmm. i've had it and i've had steam audio on forever and i've never noticed this until very recently where i was like what is that funny sound the um the the throwing the audio forwards and then it disappearing off has been happening for a while because i've spoken about it before with you and on here about scavs projecting their voice yeah. and scaring the bejesus out of me before i realized that they're actually 100 meters away or something but yeah i did that uh, the weird air thing that i don't know what what the deal is with that i think that's it feels more recent to me it does actually feel more recent to me so i'm, I'm not really sure but um i think as you said the the projection of some because now i've now i've started noticing it properly it seems to happen with more things like grenades and people throwing flashbangs and people shooting and all sorts of stuff so you can kind of locate all sorts of weird things mm-hmm. that you shouldn't be able to know because you suddenly get the audio immediately like oh well, there's some people over there yeah because they're way out of hearing right. distance really but now you know precisely where they're at which is kind of yeah it's a strange one it's definitely a double-edged sword it, it throws you off a bit but once you're used to it and you're not taking it back you're thinking oh well i know what this bug is but now now i know someone's here or there's a scav there or there's right. something happening over in this particular direction which is yeah it's kind of kind of strange so i don't know but yeah um, the back-end stuff i don't know like the, the flea market today was a little ropey for me but mm. other than that it wasn't too bad i had to close my game and reopen it once because i was trying to buy something and i was just getting spinning circle and i left it went back to the flea about five minutes later spinning circle gone but i tried to buy something else and then it's just spinning circle mm. and i couldn't buy anything and i had to close the game reopen the game and then it was fine but that's the only thing that i've had it's, yeah yeah i don't know I, don't, I haven't seen like widespread reports of people but i haven't really been looking that much either so hard to know see i wonder if it's like regional but like extremely regional like if the backend servers are like hubs like let's say there's a virginia hub and like people within x ping distance or whatever all connect to this that connects to the backend servers and over in europe somewhere i don't know i just that or i tried looking through my logs and i could see a log where it was saying that there was an error with like my client authorizing it's like itself so like i thought maybe it was like a login i tried changing my password i don't know i have to look into it some more but you, you said a couple of things that reminded me of some other um topics i guess or or whatever little tidbits yeah i had a an experience where i was inside german like the wooden store on interchange like right right across from mantis the little medical unit and there was like three gigachads roll up on me i'm like great you know i got my little svd and uh, anyways i'm sitting in there and all of a sudden I just take damage to the head, arms, and 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 uh, thorax. It was really weird, and I was like, "What was that?" And then I noticed that they were pulling grenades and throwing them at me. So I think what happened is I got a grenade that went off and like behind me or something, and I took damage, but it made zero sound and. I have never had that experience in a extremely long time. Like I think I've had, man, it's like I, I want to say I've I've almost never had that experience. I might be remembering wrong. This but, with Steam Audio on now. Yes, that's the thing, mm-hmm. right? 
So I wonder if it's related to Steam Audio. I don't I don't know. It, that could be one scenario. Scenario two could be all these authentication issues I'm having it's somehow affecting that. I I, I have no clue. Um God, there was something else, but it slipped my mind, so yeah. <laughs> interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. Yeah, bit bit strange. Bit yeah. strange at the moment, but um it's all good. Yeah, so I think we had a chat quickly before <laughs> yeah. before this cast, and you you wanted to discuss some of the like an extension, I suppose, of what we talked about last time about mm-hmm. some of the recall mechanics, the ones that we were discussing with with Abney, yeah, and some of those those things. So, um, yeah, I mean, take it away because I think you you, uh, you had oh. some had some topics in particular that you wanted to discuss, right? God, where to start? So, I guess. I've just been even more interested in these so-called hidden stats and the inner workings. Um, Some new information came through, and I looked into it, and it sort of like shows the inner workings behind the curtain, so to speak, (laughs) like the Wizard of Oz machine. (laughs) um, It's It's actually really fascinating because I think that, I don't know, most games recoil with like iron sights and even like just like more traditional crosshair recoil type mechanics like Counter-Strike. To my knowledge, typically follow a one-to-one path with the recoil. Like if the... In other words, let's say the gun kicks up, like just directly up. Your, you'll see the gun move, your crosshair will move, and your, essentially your camera will also follow that crosshair. You know, it'd be kind of weird if like your camera stood still and your crosshair moved and your gun moved at the same time, right? But your actual camera, yeah. like the center of your screen stood still, but you could see the crosshair going up. Like you you could have cases where your crosshair goes off the screen, so to speak. <laughs> like wouldn't that be kind of like awkward? So Tarkov works uniquely <laughs> in that they don't have that linked, I guess you could say. So for example, um, you know, the stat or the modifier known as like camera recoil, that is that visual screen moving effect. And how they set up their system is almost like a physics system, which is really interesting, where, you know, you got to like separate your camera slash screen from your actual gun. So when you shoot the gun, the gun is like physically moving in a direction. Um, yeah. You know, we'll say X, Y axis and the ah, man, this is tough because it's so it's, there's like two different. We'll say it. We'll say X, Y, Z axis. OK. Um, and. I guess, correct me if I'm wrong, but the Y would be up and down. X would be. You want to define it, but it can be, yeah. Yeah, we'll say Y is up and down, X is left and right, and Z is forward and backwards. Okay. So, 
the the gun recoil will go in the y and x direction right it doesn't really move in the z which it, it technically does but we'll talk about that in a sec so it's physically moving but your if you had a value of zero for your camera recoil your pmc where you're looking at the screen would remain the exact same so you would literally see the gun move up into <laughs> like into your face i guess you could say she's kind of weird right yes now if you had the camera recoil matching i guess you could say the movement of the gun then it would feel very mm, you know i would say natural is the word i would use and there's different cases where if the camera recoil is too high right then oh let me see if i'm getting this right um let's see if it's too high then you would actually be looking down into the gun i guess you could say so, so and the gun would go it would like exacerbate the first scenario to kind of describe and <laughs> And if it was too low, then maybe I'm getting it backwards. I don't know. This is I'm starting to lose lose track of everything. So let me try to reel it back in. That's that's camera recoil. Let me tackle the Z axis, the forward backwards. So the um The Z-axis is essentially the horizontal stat that you see in the weapons modding screen. Which is really odd, but... It is really odd. It is really odd. Really yeah, odd. You, you mentioned this to me before, and it's just... I don't... Yeah. It's, it's very strange. And essentially what that means is it's the... Let's say you have a horizontal stat of like 500 within the weapons modding screen. It's going to kick backwards on that z-axis like towards your shoulder more aggressively which for all intents and purposes is just a visual effect it does nothing in terms of how the gun actually performs or where your bullets go so that's really interesting um but the other stat within the modding screen the horizontal recoil is the y-axis it going up right and vertical. yes yes and um and this is like so cumbersome <laughs> i don't know because that now there's another there's another stat that's affecting it and that's the angle which is the hidden stat and there's a essentially a base or like a yeah i guess like a base angle and most guns it's 90 which would be straight up but there's also this modifier that's a certain degrees like let's say it's 15 degrees so if the base is 90 and the modifier is 15 then it can it can vary between uh 105 degrees and Oh, am I doing this right? 175? No, 185 degrees. So kind of like a, a very tight V, I guess you could say. You're picturing this like angle, right? 
Is and it kind of like 15 either side? Is yes, that kind of the idea? exactly. Exactly. 15 left or right. Yeah. And there's, you know, which is interesting because some guns have a base like the PPSH, which we've talked about this before a little bit, has a base of like 110 or something. So it goes, mm. I think it goes to the, yeah, it goes to the right, like naturally, but also can deviate either straight or like extremely like straight yeah, up. Because I've noticed this before, especially yes. using the drum. It like pulls hard off to one side. Yes. I can't remember which way it is, but yeah, it pulls off hard to one side and then, and then stays there, which is really strange. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It feels weird to use that way. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's how that works. But the, the actual, that would be the angle and then the, the, like the base angle and then the angle modifier, I guess you could say. And then there's tying it back to the recoil of the gun in the mind screen. It's basically how high it jumps. So if it's like a thousand, it's going to kick in that, and that those directions very aggressively. Right. Then there's the other stat, which is hidden. And that is the auto recoil control stat that each gun has. I guess it's like a modifier. I'm not sure how it plays into this, skills. This is the one we were touching on last time, right? I think this is the one that we were speaking about with Abney. Yes, a bit, yes. Um, and this stat's actually omega important. <laughs> like, it's probably the most important. Like, uh, yeah, I would say the most important stat. Because, oh God, it's like, a 25% difference between two two similarly performing guns like recoil or sorry rate of fire we'll say like the MPX and the and the HK for example uh man let me just pull up the sheet and see if I can find a decent example uh that's not too um i think cuz the scar is is that's why the scar's so good right it's one yes. of the best ones for this Yes, it is. Oh, okay. Um, let me find like a better. Anyways, uh, whatever. Oh, okay. Actually, you know what? The AK, the AK. Where's AKM? AKM. Okay, AKM. And the mutants, right? So they have like pretty close fire rate, fifty difference, but the. AK um, has a 1.2 auto recoil control modifier, and the mutant has a 2 uh, auto recoil control modifier. So that's like, what, a 60%? No, 40% difference? Something like this? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's actually, yeah, it's like, what, 60, it's 66.6%, .6%, I think. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 1.2, because you need an extra, you need an 0.8 to get there, <clears throat> which is like two thirds. But uh, yeah, it's, I guess that's kind of wild, because like, we know we know a bit more about this stat now, which is, you know, it's the rate of, the rate of coming back to the center. Yes. Right? So the higher the number, the quicker the rate is of returning to, to center. So you fire. With both guns at the same recoil, the mutant will return back to the center faster. And I think the ramifications of that are if you fire subsequent shots, because you have... Mm, I, how, do you, how do you put it exactly? Because you have the, um, the weapon returning to the center quicker, 
with the mutant, for example, that means that the overall resulting point at which the recoil flattens out is much lower than on something like the AKM, because the AKM has to be going for more before yes. it starts to counteract the the recoil from the full auto fire. So yeah. that's why the mutant ends up being super good, and why also the sky ends up being super good, because they counteract that quite quickly, as well as just having you know a faster return in general. And even though the AKM in can get lower vertical recoil within the modding screen than the mutant, that because of that difference in the auto recoil con- control stat just makes the MK better um, by a, a pretty significant amount. Uh, I don't I don't know like what's like the sweet spot, what's the percentage differences that it really comes into play, but. Yeah. And and I have an analogy to sort of explain that phenomenon that you're describing. And it's like, I think of it like this, like, let's say you got a pipe and on one end you have pressure pushing a piston or something. I don't know. And that's sort of like the, the constant pressure pushing it upwards. And we'll say that is the recoil. Okay. So every time the bullet fires, it's just like a flat. 25 psi upwards whereas on the top end or on the other side i guess you could say you have the auto recoil control stat and every time it fires instead of applying a flat 25 psi it's going to apply that 25 um, the opposite pressure over time but similarly each time it fires so what sort of happens is the more you fire, right, you got this constant, you know, pressure on one side. That's just like a flat value. Then you have sort of like this trickling pressure where like it sort of like increases over time. The more you fire, the that trickling pressure can sort of like become a greater force than the constant pressure, if that makes any sense. Yeah. And yeah. it can like vary based off, you know, is the uh, recoil, vertical recoil really high, and then the auto recoil control stat really low, then it you know, really wouldn't work out that well, but it would still have an effect, but just not as good, whereas if you have the inverse, it's just like super obvious, like the scar, for example. And I think that this stat alone is just like completely defined the meta this white, because the guns that are most talked about, most complained about, is like the mutant the ump and i would throw in like the rss the scar even because these have the best or one some of the best auto recoil control stats and it just makes the guns perform extremely well like the ump for example i wasn't really aware of this till i looked at it recently it has um 2.8 which is second highest it's only tied with the vector 9 mil and 45 mil at 3.4 so and because it shoots slower i think it sort of like helps level that out i'm not too yeah that makes that even better yeah exactly i'm not too sure i don't know there's there's kind of a weird thing like i i don't know there's so many things going on because you know what's also probably the case is the camera recoil is kind of high on the ump 
relative to the other guns in its class, and that probably helps a lot with the recoil because I um the PP nineteen is it the PP nineteen? Oh, where's that at? No, well, the nine Sega Sega nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is is it, is it the PP ninety one? Is that what it is? Am I thinking of? Some, yeah, I think that is the one. It's actually got a really low camera recoil, but it doesn't feel that great to shoot from what I like the early wipe. What I remembered, I don't know, man. Sense, right? That kind of makes sense, right? Because, like, well, to me, that the whole system's kind of is is what I sort of <laughs> alluded to last time, which is it's, it's the whole system is designed around having enough levers to be able to pull to make the guns feel different and to be able to mm. change their the perception and well yeah the feel is probably the best way to make the user feel like the weapons are unique, unique or special or different or how they do in real life and it's kind of interesting even if you just take something very basic you're talking about camera recoil and about how looking at broad categories of weapons to start with you have something like an assault rifle pretty standard and you have that into your shoulder and that makes sense so when you fire you know you've got it tucked into your cheek or, or whatever, however you however you want to, to fire it, but you're going to be in that position in some sense. And when you fire, the camera recoil is kind of your head moving with the gun, but your head's kind of connected to the gun, right? So it makes sense for those stats to be aligned in, in some sense, at least to be quite similar, which is how we see it in game. Whereas something like a pistol, because it's not connected to you in that same way, right? then that's why the pistols end up looking and feeling like they do, because we said last time that they have extremely high recoil. They also have extremely high convergence. So they come back to the central point very quickly. But that makes sense because of the, the type of weapon that they are, because they're held in the hand without, you know, if you don't have a stock on or anything. Mm-hmm. They're held in the hand, they fire, the, the pistol shoots up and then comes back to the central point super quickly. And so the camera recoil, well, the camera itself, never mind the recoil, the camera itself, which is you, is actually disconnected from the firing mechanism yeah. of the weapon, really, for yeah. for the most part, anyway. There'll be there'll be some, but it's not the same as with a rifle when you know you're looking and your your camera, your eyes yeah. in real life are connected to the weapon in a proper sense as opposed right. to the pistol. So it, it defines that that feeling. Um and uh, there was something you reminded me of actually, which was last time I was talking about the the vector which you just mentioned about it's got super low actual recoil in the vertical <laughs> and has really high convergence. And I guess probably, I'm not sure about the camera recoil, but the natural recoil is very, very low. But the horizontal recoil is wild. And I talked about this last time. It's, it's really crazy. It's like super, super crazy. And I wasn't sure if this was realistic or not, blah, blah. And um, Tower actually messaged me afterwards. I did see that, and, yeah. Which was pretty cool. And he sent me a video, actually. He sent me a video of a real life vector and said, oh, this actually kind of makes sense. And there was a video of these guys firing it and stuff. And they said, well... They, were, they they started off playing around with it from the get-go like they would with anything else. And, and the guy tries to, he actually tries to compensate for the recall on the, the first spray and ends mm-hmm. up getting it completely wrong because he tries to pull down, but it, he ends up just firing low with a load of shots first before controlling it. And the second time, he said, well, now I just don't bother trying to fight it all vertically. Just let it do its thing. And it's <laughs> way better on target. But the problem that they had was that you fire two rounds or three rounds or something and that's where it actually works quite well and the vector does have a burst mode in the game nobody yep. uses it because burst mode is awful in tarkov because of some of these 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 things that we've talked about you have the vertical recoil from the first three bullets being 
really bad because they all compound on top of each other before it can compensate for it and pull it back down. But in real life, anyway, on the vector, this seems to be pretty good because after that, when they were dumping 30-round mags, because of the, the rate of fire of this thing and trying to control the beast as it's jumping around, because it will, it will still move, even though it's not moving upwards, it's still moving around as it fires. And they said it was almost... I can't remember exactly how they described it, but it's almost some kind of harmonic effect. Where you know, you're trying to you like try to control it one way, and you maybe overcompensate. It pulls the other way, and they did end up actually having quite a lot of horizontal recoil, even though the vertical recoil was very low. It, um, if it wasn't being fired in burst mode, which is kind of interesting because then that matches actually the experience that you yeah. get in game. So I was like, okay, that's fair enough. But the, the fact that the system works in such a way that you can kind of replicate that, I think, is the reason why it's so complicated in the first place. Because, as you said, right at the beginning of this whole conversation. The weapon mechanics work a bit differently in Tarkov than they do in other games. CS, for example, you don't actually shoot even where your crosshair is half the time. Whereas yeah. in EFT, it needs to be a physics system because the bullet fires and lands where the barrel is pointing. Right. No matter what. Right. So you're, even if your camera recoil was off over here or something, if you're mm-hmm. looking off to the side and you fire, it'll still come out of the, yeah. the barrel of the weapon regardless of what's going on. And you do see, I remember seeing a clip ages ago. I can't remember where it is now. It's a shame because it was an amazing one. <laughs> somebody firing at some someone else, moving up very, well, too close to the environment. And the gun turns sideways as he was firing and he shoots <laughs> his buddy in the head, <laughs> which, <laughs> which is some completely random because yeah, awesome. he pushed up to it and, and, it, and it moved up like this. And yeah. he just flick-shotted this guy 90 <laughs> degrees to his left-hand side. And it's honestly, it's hilarious. I can't, I was, it's really old now, so I don't know where it's gone. I, I tried to look for it about a year <laughs> ago awesome. and I couldn't find it. So it's probably lost to the mists of time. But the fact that that happens is the way that, it's just adds to the way that the system is built. And so having all of these 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 levers, as I said, that you can pull to say, mm. well, we want this one to, to go quick up and down, but not affect the visual recoil, or we want this one to have low low vertical recoil but high horizontal dispersion or we want this one to make the camera jump a lot because it's a a Saiga 12 with a drum on it and it does actually give you a good old kick if you try to fire this thing stuff like that it's interesting but there are some yeah there are some flaws to it i think the burst fire thing is still still a problem yeah there's too much recoil to begin with and i I don't know exactly how that gets resolved but but anyway that's kind of you know musings that are not really relevant because it's not that's not in in the game i mean we're talking more about the practicalities of how it is. What do you mean it's not really in the game? As in how to fix the burst recoil and semi-auto, not really semi-auto, but the quick the quick burst set of burst shots. Right. How to fix that is would be more musings. I'm more interested in what to do about, like what do we do now about the recoil system <laughs> that we have as opposed to musing about how hypothetically to... BSG should fix the the burst recoil because I don't think I don't think they're going to there there will be ways but I don't, I don't think they're going to do it. I don't know. Personally. Well, I'll say this: um, we talked a little bit before we started recording, and one of the findings from this information was that there uh, it wasn't super in depth, but apparently it seems that at the start of this patch or when this patch came out the recoil change that they did this wipe was again this is apparently i don't know how true it is like you know maybe it's different from some guns maybe it's just across the board i don't know it seems that across the board there's sort of a inherent 
20% recoil added to all the guns, if that makes sense. Like, it's not showing up in the, in the in-game stats, but across the board, they all got bumped up by 20, which... I don't know. I'm kind of surprised that that's the case, but I also wonder how much they played with the different, all these different levers on, on each gun and, and such. Um, one of the interesting, you know, throughout this looking through information and sort of like processing it and taking it in, it's sort of like changed my perspective on camera recoil. And that's, you know, beforehand I was like very, anti-camera recoil i guess you could say but i think that camera recoil is not really the enemy because you you essentially if it's done just right right you can have a scenario where your camera's almost very accurately following the gun right and maybe they want to have it where as you said the sega is like got a massive punch to it so your head's just like bobbing backwards so they want to like simulate that you know that's that's fine but there are some guns where for example the mpx that thing is just like i don't know it just feels really bad to shoot and i'm not i like i think it's because the convergence um yeah the sorry the auto recoil control stat isn't that high and the camera recoil is too low that so quite low yeah what happens is the actual gun and sight swings way up where your camera just barely moves so it feels like it has a lot of recoil um, where maybe in reality it doesn't but because of the camera distance perspective and everything it does like i don't i don't know it's kind i'll be interested to see what the mp7 looks like because i do notice the same thing with that actually because it it pulls up kind of on its own. Yeah, it does Maybe, have a little bit of a kick to it. Yeah, um, the MP7. Um, where is that bad boy? I can't even find it. I'm missing it. Anyways, oh, there it is. Um, it's a little bit lower, but it has a higher convergence than the MPX. I don't know. It's 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 such an interest. There's so much information here, but let me rewind it back a bit. And I think that camera recoil is actually how they have the whole system set up. I think it makes really good sense. Cause as you said, like, you know, your whole explanation, no matter where your camera's looking, that's where your gun's shooting. Cause it's where you're pointing. Like I like, I think that's a cool system. I think the auto recoil control, the convergence is kind of the, where the issue lies because I don't know how that's, how the foundation set up for it for example like how quickly like what's the value that accelerates to you know what i mean how fast does it accelerate like let, let's say okay let's say the value is two how fast does it go from zero to two what's that speed is it constant so if it's like if it's like one second let's say it the value is 10 we're going from like zero to 10 in one second. That's like really fast. Right. And I think that's kind of how the pistols work because they, they sort of like have the guns themselves has high recoil within the mounting screen, but the convergence stat, the auto recoil control stat is extremely high. So it's got to swing really back fast back down 
to that center point of aim. So I wonder if they could tweak the numbers a bit and have it to where that speed is less, um, sort of less pronounced, I guess. So you sort of have a more... You, you sort of, I don't know, like, think of it as, like, Bloom and CSGO is kind of how I'm, like, thinking of it. So, you know, the longer you, you shoot, the wider your crosshair gets. And then if you let go, then your crosshair sort of, like, slowly comes back to the center. They had something like that with full auto, for example. You know, as you full auto, it just got greater and greater and greater and greater. But then you let go, and it, like, slowly kind of comes back to the center. Like, something like that, I think. Could really incentivize like single fire, first fire because as it is now, single fire is actually really good because you can send it at a very fast rate. That's essentially like full auto, and the problem with bursting or taking very precise shots is like yes, you're coming back to that center point of aim, but you're not getting that compounding effect of full auto where that convergence is like so heavily being applied that the gun's basically full autoing in the center of your screen. That's sort of the the pattern that we talk about all the time where like the gun goes up and then goes back down. You know, that's that convergence being multiplied per bullet to where it's like seeding the the force that's going upwards, it's sort of pushing it back down to the center. So that's sort of my as you allude to, that's I think that's where I would like to see some tweaks in the future because yeah, as I, I, I don't know how I feel about the recoil as a whole, like the meta to me, the meta is just clearly like I was looking at this, the 308 calibers and it's like, well, no wonder the SR 25 is so popular. It's like the, yeah, all the other semi-autos are, well, I, I guess the RFB is pretty good as well, but, RFB is also really popular. Like, it's just kind of like, it's obvious looking at the data why people prefer these guns because it's not because their modding screen stats are good. It's because these hidden stats are actually really good. And people have indirectly felt that through just using the different guns. Like, I was testing an M1A that has lower recoil in every category, vertical, horizontal, in the modding screen versus the other guns, but it just bobs and weaves like it just feels significantly worse even though the modding screen tells me it should be better i don't know it's 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 a crazy wild wild world with this new <laughs> knowledge it's just i don't even know i don't know what to do like it's just so weird so weird yeah it's 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 it is a strange one because it's like you know people also this stuff's been hidden for so long yeah and it's not like super widely known about. I mean, the, the thing is, if you if you look for it, you can you can try and find this stuff. Right. But it kind of like appears every now and then, here and there. People talking about people talking about you know different different stats and and whatever. But it's yeah, how to practically take that information and in some cases it makes sense because people are talking about the same weapons. I've seen a lot more people complaining about the mutant again. Yeah, in particular, a lot than of some of the others. I think there was some. There's kind of two ends of the spectrum. There's ones where people are complaining about certain guns because they're super good. I don't think anyone was really complaining about the UMP, but a lot of people were just saying, this is really good. It's a very, very good weapon. It's the early wipe king, really. 
And then mm-hmm. the RFB is great because it's so cheap and, and slugs M80. So I'm actually not sure if the stats matter so much on the RFB personally, because you can, I was looking at the meta versions of it because you can only add, add the four grip and a yeah. brasser. And I think you can only get it to 110. So <laughs> it's not the best anyway in terms of that. So mm-hmm. it can have good stats, but in that particular case, it's kind of frozen out from being super decent so it just ends up being a great value weapon which is which is fine but then yeah you get into the the sr25s and the m1as which there it kind of makes a difference because you can get down into like the 40s on recoil if you try which is kind of nutty the sr25 is is pretty nutty if you get it down i can't remember what the lowest recoil is but it's it's something in the region of 45 ish it's like 47 (laughs) or something or 40 40 odd and it's it's bonkers i've been using it a bit recently and it's it's pretty good but then you've got the other end of the spectrum with with the scar where it was one of those guns people said oh this is awful and then after a while people said actually hmm, no, maybe this is quite good and i don't think anyone's complained about the scar because it's 556 and clearly apparently everybody hates 556 now no no one uses no one sensible should use 556 but of the 556 weapons the general yeah the general thought yeah. is now well the scar is so much better than the m4 and the mdr is also decent and yeah, it's down to these. It's down to these stats, really. When it when it comes down to it, it's difficult to make choices without having to go through and test and sort of see what the community's feedback is. Because as has been accurately proven, the community's got a pretty good sense overall. Once people have had a chance to play with everything, mm-hmm. and it does take a bit of time for a community consensus to form. It's taken probably when when did the scar start becoming popular? About three weeks ago, maybe. Yes, and I think part of that is apparently it was changed mid-wipe. Those hidden stats were changed. Oh, really? That was, yeah, I saw some, I, if I'm recalling correctly, that's what I saw. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it sort of went undetected. Because I want to say I remember using a starter wipe and it just felt awful. And now it's just, yeah. So anyways, yeah, about about three weeks ago. Yeah. So it takes the community a while. Well, maybe then maybe that comment isn't as valid. I was going to say it takes the community a while, and it's that would have been about two months in from the start. But if it was changed, then then fair enough. Then the community is even faster at picking up on this kind of thing because eventually people will use the weapons and think, "Man, this is feels great." Mm-hmm. Because you can feel the the feeling. You can just tell the the gun feels good to use or it doesn't feel good to use. And there's a a consensus that builds, and people have liked the mutant for a long time, and it feels great. And the recall stats are really low because people look at the stats first and then after using it for a while decide practically whether it actually works or not because some of them look great on paper but then end up not being i'm looking at you in, in practice 27 recoil mpx my ass <laughs> <laughs> i think feels yeah. awful to shoot exactly exactly so i i don't know it's it's a strange one i mean i've been looking into something tangentially related myself which is about Re- revisiting some of the low recoil mm-hmm. ammo, the recoil reducing ammo. I, I mentioned this this to church a little bit before we started that I've been exploring a little bit into it because I think there's. I'm, I'm kind of I'm coming to some conclusions myself, but I'm going to put something together properly on it. But I'm not sure if it's quite right to be looking at the reductions as a as a flat amount I'm, I'm not sure if it's quite correct because there's there's some cases especially when you get down to low levels of recoil with some of the ones that have way higher um 
way higher reductions, let's say things like the, well, the US ammos are the classic case, yeah. they're the 30s 30. and 35s, when you get down to the meta levels of, of builds and you use the ammo in those guns, those builds are in the kind of 40 range. And that would imply that the ammo makes the weapon have approximately 5 to 15 recoil. It depends on which <laughs> gun you're looking at and what you're yeah. using. And it certainly doesn't feel that way. Now, the the problem that I had with this to begin with was that you we don't really know practically what the zero recoil looks like. Is there some kind of minimum threshold? Because if there's a fixed amount and then it scales it from there, even if yeah. you got yeah, even if you got to zero, then in that scenario you would there would still be some recoil. So whether it tails off oh. when it gets to the bottom, I you know, that was what I was considering at first. However, I was thinking back to an older bug which is actually quite an interesting data point with the ADAR, whether there was that ADAR bug where the stock was bugged and you could attach the wooden stock, which was also a pistol grip, as well as another stock onto the buffer tube. <laughs> and in that particular scenario, you could make a negative recall ADAR and it was live in the game for about 30 minutes before it got patched out. And people were taking these ADARs into raid and when they were firing them, they did literally have zero recall whatsoever. The, the gun did not move when you fired the, the weapon, which kind of implies that zero recall is zero recoil as opposed to mm -hmm. any kind of minimum or, or anything like that, which then puts the whole thing into question because the, the problem is, is with the US ammos and the meta builds, you can't do any proper testing because there isn't anything that gets better than the meta builds. So you have to use weapons that are not meta, bring them down to the meta build. And, but then the differences are very tiny because of these, these changes in vertical recoil and stuff. So I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing some experimenting. I'm putting together my thoughts properly. And um, I'm, I, th I think there's... I think there's something funny going on, which is not addressed fully in the, the video that I've done. So look forward to that one because I, I think I'll, I'll definitely be making it. But it's, it's interesting nonetheless. I don't, the, the, the thing about it is I don't think it practically makes much difference. I think for all intents and purposes, you probably can think about it like a, a negative, just a flat negative, because most of the time, I think that's pretty much the case. Um, but, it, but it depends. There's some scenarios where it's, I don't think it's yeah. necessarily like that so interesting stuff yes yes indeed indeed any any other thoughts about recall hidden stats anything like that i'll just say this that you know if you're listening and you're like oh god you know i want to i want to get in on this secret stuff i'll just say it's out there if you want to find it um but i don't really want to spread it this is, I don't know, I'm, I'm really torn on this because this is like one of those things where historically I'm always like, you know, knowledge is power, information is power, let's, you know, let's just like share it. But I, I want to protect the person that did this research and also historically BSG has openly said that they don't like metas and they're sort of like you know, they got the ban hammer on the, you know, just like beating down the meta players. Like, no, stop it. Stop it. Don't you dare jump there. No, <laughs> don't use that gun. No. And I think one of the, I think the outcome of the recoil like changes, I should say this wipe was because there was sort of a, a meta or maybe a, a, an ass from the players to, Hey, change the recoil we want you know the recoil be more punishing 
and I don't really know. I'm not sure if what has happened this wipe has been like the best thing in the world because it's still kind of like shown the issues. Like it's almost like magnified the issues with the recoil system, specifically the auto recoil control, the convergence stat, because that's kind of my, I won't rehash what I said, but that's kind of my analysis is that anything that has like a really good, a lot of mods you can put on to reduce recoil and has a decent auto recoil control stat is going to be good no matter what. If it's single fire, it's full auto, if it's 600 RPM, 1000 RPM is going to be good. So I don't want, my fear is that if this becomes, you know, super prevalent, super everyday information, that BSG will have a knee-jerk reaction and just, you know, okay, we need to fix this quick. Everyone's only using these three guns. And then they just, you know, change some numbers. And, you know, it's just, I, I, don't, I don't know what that outcome will be. And I'm kind of, like, fearful that it won't be a good outcome. Because um, I'm not really sure how I feel about the meta this swipe as far as, like, the guns that are being used. Like, I like that single fire is more relevant, but is it really single fire, or is it just spamming mouse one as fast as possible? Like, uh, I don't know. That's kind of where I'm a little torn. Um, I think, so I don't know. I, th I think it's feeling okay. I mean, the, the only point that I would have to make about this, the whole recall system, is that you look at something like the M4, where it has taken it is usable right but it has taken a massive a massive hit yeah, yeah in terms of the things that it can do and i think that for the most part i think that it's been a good thing i'm i'm 80 20 i think for mm -hmm. for semi auto it's been a good change for most weapons it's been a good change some of these discrepancies between the different guns like the scar versus the m4 is a, is a bit weird but that's because i think it is opened up and sh and it's shown how you have to deal with some of these weapons in the framework of the stats that they have available to them. Because, in my opinion, the weapons with the greatest flexibility in terms of modding are the ones that are potentially the most problematic. The Mutant falls into this category, as does the M4. And the M4, but the Mutant hasn't been hit with any crazy changes, really. Whereas Recently. the M4 has been dramatic. Well, because the, M the Mutant already has these good good stats. Whereas the M4 has ordinary stats and has just been destroyed with the with the overall recoil change. Uh, but that's that's partly a symptom, I think, of the fact that the M4 can get down to such a low recoil. It's so bad to begin with, and it can get so low with the mods. It's symptomatic of the additive recoil approach not being very good. The difference between yeah, I get what you're saying. a stock M4 and a meta M4 needs to be tighter because then you could bring the whole M4 recoil down and it wouldn't feel as as crazy. And I think that's the problem. Is that, well, I mean, even even when you deck it all out, it doesn't actually feel that great. But the yeah. problem now is that even like value M4s feel feel unusable on full also mm -hmm. outside of about twenty meters, which maybe is the desired effect. Fine. But the problem with that is that you can use the scar at 20 meters, no problem. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's the issue there, really. And, and I think it's because of this dis this discrepancy between the stock versions and or even the very lightly modded versions and the, the meta versions. I think the, the gulf is just way too, way too wide. And you don't see people 
doing minimal mods on stock guns just because it doesn't make any sense. And you can mm-hmm. still keep a sense of progression and still have people work towards goals and want to be using the meta stuff. Yeah. Even if you made the meta stuff not as good, even if it was just a little bit better, people would still use it for a small advantage. Yeah. Whereas right now, I just think it's too its too much. I yeah. just think it's way, way too much. That difference, the fact is, well, also the M4's recall is about 85, I think, to start with, or 88. I think it might be 88 to begin with. And then it can get down to 28? 28, yeah. Yeah. And if that gulf wasn't so wide, then I just think it would feel. I think it would feel better because right now you've had to make them make the whole thing feel awful, really, at all, um, at all recoils to try to balance the guns out. But I, I, I don't know. I don't. I'm not really sure where I'm going with this. But it's just no, like I get the, you, man. I just think. I just think the additive thing really causes problems. Yeah. Um. And every every patch, every time we get new attachments or whatever, there does seem to be a new one which takes <laughs> off another percent and another percent and another yeah. percent. And you can really get to some very low levels of recoil. Whereas, yeah, if it was more of a sliding scale, the diminishing returns, so the right. more mods you add, you know, you, um, yeah. as we said before when we've discussed this, you know, you have mods that give a lot more to begin with, but then the base recoil is is decreased to start with. And then those mods stack on each other in a diminishing way, as opposed to, at the moment, it's a non-diminishing way, but it feels like actually, it feels more than that because how far you they effectively can go. have yeah they effectively have more they have more effect when they get when when it get as it gets lower as you can see from the zero recoil ADAR you couldn't actually you wouldn't be able to get to zero recoil if the system wasn't like this so it's only when that bug was introduced and you could attach what so normally say you can attach five recoil reducing mods of some kind well the bug appeared and the, you could have two stocks now you can have six recoil reducing attachments well if you could get down to 20 28 or something and then you add another stock on well now it goes into the negative because it's it's just an addition of the number of points whereas if it was a, a multi multiplication it would still be it would still be very very low if that bug appeared but it would you know you'd go down to 10 or something yeah, 13, yeah. right because it would multiply incrementally based on right. the combination of the mods you had rather than additively i think i do think it would be better i really do Absolutely. think it would be a better system you close the gap between the the stock guns because like a stock m4 isn't isn't horrible irl and a stock ak-74m isn't horrible irl with its default compensator and i've always argued that well you know it's gaming mechanic because you need progression in the game otherwise if the stock stock weapons work like they do in real life then there'd be no point getting any of the other guns or you would only be able to find terrible weapons old really old and terrible weapons that were bad and the, the stock m4 would be some holy grail that you would never see and when you found it, and it would be really great. That was the only way that you'd really balance it. But this is more of a fine-tuning tweak, I think, where you you just change you're changing the the sort of the slope of the the recoil yeah. gradient, and to try and close the gap up a little bit. And it would also help new players too. That's the so big you'd still one. keep the recoil. Yeah, you'd still keep the recoil that you have, but M4 wouldn't be semi-auto only <laughs> at the beginning of the game because it really at the beginning it really. I mean, it's semi-auto only anyway now for the most part. Yeah, and. You wouldn't end up with, well, at eighty-eight recoil, you can't you can't full auto really, and unless you a lot like literally pressed up into someone's face, you just can't. You actually just can't. It's wild. The recoil is crazy. Yeah, I think you. I I hundred percent agree with the 
you know, having it um, diminishing returns would just be great for new players. You know, it's sort of like makes the gap, in my opinion, better between high level unlock everything, all the meta parts versus like, you know, fresh out of the box stock AK. Um, I like that. I like, yeah, it still makes progression meaningful, all those things. I think you said something really important about the M4 and how it has like that sort of like sliding scale, I guess you could say, with those mods. And because what they did essentially with this wipe, they essentially added 20 recoil to every gun. And, you know, as I was saying earlier, I don't, you know, I, I'm not really sure how I feel about the meta because the single fire guns are basically full auto, just really low rate of fire, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I think that those single fire guns were, were always good, but because everything got increased by 20%, it's, or not 20%, 20 points in vertical recoil, you know, essentially a 28 vertical recoil M4 is 48. 49 i guess because it's like 21.6 anyways that's it's essentially as low as you can go whereas like yeah the r the sr25 maybe it's like i don't know let's say it's like 86 or something but the 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 rate of fire sort of like works in its favor where it's not that insane you know like um you can take a single fire low recoil in four and like single tap pretty fast and it's like it does sort of get pretty decent accuracy it has a little bit of a kick and that's because of the some of the angles and and whatnot but i don't know it's i think that that's kind of my fear is that what they did their solution to the problem was let's just raise everything up so like everything got slid up and it's like all of a sudden m4 kind of trash um you know single fire dmrs you know they got yeah they're they got slid up but they were already good to begin with it was just that the M4 was so much better because the full auto, you know, was was way better. Now it's like, yeah, so it's just like, I don't know if that makes any sense, but that's my fear yeah. in spreading this is I don't want this to become like super meta because like, as I said, I think the meta guns are just super obvious looking at this spreadsheet and, you know, next patch if this thing gets updated and it's like everywhere available, BST is going to be like, knee-jerk reaction changing things and i'm just kind of fearful that i don't know, maybe it'd be fun but you know to play with the new stuff changes they did but i'm just kind of fearful that we're gonna get like an even worse version of the recoil system and they're gonna be like yep we fixed the problem <laughs> so <laughs> that's my fear but yeah I, I don't know i feel like people kind of already know anyway just from playing around with it and, and feeling feeling it out well what i find kind of interesting because you know clearly i use the m4 on semi a lot because I, I did the video about it and I was mm -hmm. playing a bunch of raids and it worked really well. And I do think the, for me personally, the most interesting thing about the semi-auto thing is not just about taking one individual shot because technically speaking, taking three shots in semi at a relatively slow rate of fire. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, okay. Let me put, let me put this differently. Taking three shots in semi-auto as fast as you physically can and I think the semi-auto um, fire rate is capped to 600. 650, yeah. maybe. One of the two. Something around there anyway. I think maybe it's, yeah. maybe it's 600. Firing as fast as you can with those first three shots is like the full auto problem. But the thing yes. is, is that if you're 
and it's and it's not very good. Now the first couple of shots are not is not very good, even if you're firing on semi. But the thing about firing on semi is that beforehand, as you said, the M4s and the HKs were great because everything could get to super low recoil, and so the ones with the highest fire rate ended up being the best because you just spray someone with bullets until they die. All the ones that have got a lot of damage, alternatively, one or one or the other, something you can get on target a lot, otherwise do a lot of damage with, and end up getting a lot of DPS accurately. Whereas now full auto is kind of tough. So semi works because you don't have to fire so quickly that the convergence is becomes a problem. You can fire one, two, three, four, one, two, and you can effectively set your own RPM. Mm-hmm. And at some point, a lower RPM becomes a benefit, as we've seen with the UMP. Previously, when the UMP was added, it was it was awful and everyone hated it. And everyone loved the vector and these other guns. In this patch, UMP is better. The higher that you make the recoil, the lower RPM ends up getting better and better and better and better. And so that's kind of why some of these semi these full auto guns have had their had their effectiveness cut a lot because the RPM is set and you can't do anything about it. And so the HK and the M4 it's their own worst enemy because the recoil actually works. The, sorry, the RPM works against them. When you're using them on semi, you can then set your rate of fire. And it's kind of surprising using it on semi for so long and feeling how good it actually feels. And I'm sure I mean, lots of people said to me, you know, the scar will feel also as good. And why not just use an ADAR and all this stuff? And that, that's totally that's totally valid. And that makes sense. But after using these weapons on semi for so long and then going back to using full auto on the M4, it actually surprised me a little bit how fast it fires and how not fast you have to fire in semi to be very, very effective. You can fire at 300, 400 RPM, but be very accurate and kill people really quickly. So I feel like you don't necessarily need to be shooting, you know, with Omega (laughs) finger speed on your mouse. It doesn't, it doesn't need to be like that. And that's not the way that I was firing. I'm sure I was firing at half the RPM most of the time, like 400 RPM or something, or maybe 350 even, at which point you're getting into that territory where, well, the, the UMP is great at 600. And is 650 is the UMP? Or 600? 600, I, I think. And so you're firing even lower than that. So almost every single shot is going on target because you're almost circumventing the convergence and the, the recoil and all this stuff because each, each target's going, each shot's going on target and you can set your own RPM based on when the crosshair comes back down. And so that sends up why it feels so good is because full auto is not really a contender because previous people said semi-auto was bad before and it full auto i think yeah as you said full auto was so good previously Mm -hmm. that it made semi-auto not feel as effective but plenty of people used m61 in sr25s and stuff before and there was a choice there really between are you fighting close quarters inside buildings where you want to be pre-firing and stuff like full auto is just better for that but a lot of people using four times is or three times is even six times is using weapons on semi, shooting across labs with MDRs with Fuji's on. There's lots of that that kind of happened before, and so I don't think it's necessarily fair to say. I think there was sort of two different two different ways of playing depending on where you were going. And sure, people sure. like guns that did both because it made sense. Whereas now, yeah, full autos. The, I don't think semi's really changed, and full autos just disappeared, and now semi just looks so good in comparison as a alternative. I don't know. I think it feels a lot more balanced to me. I just wish that some of the some of the discrepancies could be ironed out a little bit, but otherwise, eighty percent of it, I'm happy with. I think. I think. I think it's. I think it's okay. I do actually think it's okay. I do. I do. 
the um interesting what you were saying like convergence and how it correlates or is related there's a relationship between convergence and rate of fire where as you were saying you shoot slow enough you're not really adding or multiplying that convergence factor you're sort of like shooting it resets you know there's no more auto recoil you shoot you get recoil convergence kicks in if you shoot fast enough you know you sort of have this compounding effect where you know yes you're the recoil starts feeling less because the convergence is being multiplied it's so heavily upon itself the vectors the the um 45 vector is a full auto gun for all intents and purposes right it has a really high rate of fire but the convergence set is like a 3.4 which is almost three times like the m4 and the rate of fire is like god 45 vectors 1100 yeah the m4 is like 800, 800. so it's like 30 percent faster ish i don't know i can't do ish, quick math yeah. But the convergence is almost, what, twice as much, I want to say? Maybe even more? And that thing is like Omega laser beam, but it's an interesting thing because it goes up and it goes down, and then it starts going, you know, it starts freaking out like side to side (laughs) really aggressively. So, I don't know. It's, I don't know why where I was going with that, but uh, yeah, the whole thing is yeah, it's it's a crazy, crazy crazy world all this hidden stats and mechanics and everything i don't know yeah yeah it definitely <sighs> is it's one of those things there was one other thing that i wanted to say which you reminded me of when you when you mentioned then it was there was a tip that somebody said to me i think it was actually in our, our discord actually about mm-hmm. full auto and whether i tried this and i haven't really put much thought into it too much but it came back to my mind now which was about a way to help with the initial kick of various weapons. And maybe this makes more sense in the context of potentially what we now know about the way that these things work, which was the the one or two taps on semi and then hold down for full yes. auto. Because you're kind of getting ahead of the... You're, you're letting the convergence Build come up. in from the first two mm. without without taking all of the recoil. And then you go full auto. So you go tap, tap, and then full auto. So you're, you've, you're benefiting from two rounds worth of convergence when you start your full auto. So you don't get the big yeah, peak at the top. Yeah. Which is sort of analogous to the, the low recoil ammo, putting like two or three of them in the top of a mag. It's sort of an, an analogous thing to that, but more practical because you can do it with any, any weapon. You can yeah. do it with it at any time. You don't need to do funny things, stacking magazines with different ammo types and potentially putting awful rounds in the top and if you need to take long range shot and these things are subsonic and all this stuff so i don't know maybe there's something in that that i need to test i haven't seen that many people talking about it a few people have mentioned it here and there about taking these you go like one two and then full auto mm-hmm. and it stops the the thing of you know if you're looking down attack 30 and you full auto with the m4 the whole thing goes black and then it comes right. back again if you go tap tap full auto you get the uh, uh, the jump, jump, but and then and then full auto happens, and it oh it tries, but then it comes back down again, and you don't end up just losing complete sight picture like you do if you spray the spray the thing that range. So maybe there's something to that too. 
interesting. I don't know. I think we've put, have we, have we, uh, have we talked, have we talked to enough about, uh, yeah, I was just going to say that my final <laughs> conclusion to wrap it all up is convergence is, is Ding. the enemy in my opinion. Camera recoil. That was a complete, you know, misnomer or yeah, that was not Red the enemy. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. Mm. Okay. What, what, uh, what we got next? What here? next? What next? <laughs> rubles versus us dollars in game i'm oh, not going to yeah. talk about anything to do with this in reality okay but rubles versus dollars in game are changing <laughs> the values are changing dollars are more expensive in ruble terms in game mm-hmm. than they were before this is kind of interesting so they've been rubles well, the ruble to dollar rate in Tarkov was like 126 for the longest time, I think. And it used to be lower than that, I believe, in the past. I think it was lower, but it has slowly moved up. Whether that, I don't actually know whether this is an automatic thing or whether yeah, I was wondering. PSG change it directly themselves. But that went from 126 to 135 or something. And I think now it's sitting at 147, something along those lines. So it's pretty expensive. So anybody yeah. who's sat on a bunch of um, a bunch of dollars is doing better for themselves Mm -hmm. in some sense you would think anyway you would think but it's actually a little bit weird i saw a post from i think it was axel who put something up on twitter in that basically what he what he was proposing and i think this is true actually because you do see when and i noticed this in my my videos when that rate moves around the dollar prices of the items also move around because I've done it before where I've gone on flea, I've written a script out and I've got all the prices in my head, da 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 da. And I don't bother taking the screenshots and then I come back later, record the script. And then when I'm editing, sometimes I'll take the screenshots then and I'm like, damn, all the prices are different. <laughs> and it's kind of annoying. And it was usually only by a dollar or two. So it didn't really make that much difference. I said, you know, roughly, and normally I now say approximately this, approximately that because the small changes doesn't matter. But he pointed out that M61, for example, has gone from $19 to $15 because of this change. And this is because, basically, it's so it seems, all of the ammo and all the equipment and all that stuff oh. in the background is all listed in rubles, really. And so when the exchange rate changes in Tarkov, all of the dollar prices actually go down when the ruble gets weaker in, in Tarkov, what? which is kind of weird. Yeah. So, so people are thinking, well, I mean, in the money for having stacked up these these dollars and i guess they are because they bought the dollars before mm-hmm. when the rate was... was not as when the rate was was uh was better for you i suppose but for anybody else practically speaking it actually didn't make any difference so yeah. you're in the same position as you were before like you haven't lost out mm-hmm. because the dollar prices are now lower so you, you can't buy as many dollars but the dollar prices are lower to the same extent, so it practically doesn't make any difference to you, I believe. Unless you're buying from players that are selling stuff for dollars, then you're That's technically true. losing out. Assuming That's true. now, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Assuming, assuming what? No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say that brings up another interesting question as to what the flea market mm-hmm. rate is, because we've talked before about this. There's a, I mean, it's a bug, really that the flea market doesn't necessarily use the same exchange rate as skier and peacekeeper for euros and dollars. And so you can list items in euros and dollars on the flea market and 
previously you could list them at a price that if you directly converted it using the traders it would be a higher in rubles but it comes up lower on the flea because the flea seems to not be linked in the same way to the trader value it's some other value which is i presume static and not the same so whether that is still the same again and you can now i don't actually i haven't really thought in my head which way that would have gone but we're saying that things no are clue. more expensive yes you get more usd and the yeah i'm not sure i'd need to think about it a bit more i'm not going to think about it on the fly so whether you can list items now that look that are even a bigger gulf so say it was 50k in rubles and you could list stuff up to 55,000 in dollars and have it come before the 50k stuff on the flea or maybe now it's 65 or 70 i'm not sure or whether it's gone the other way i, I can't i can't really work out in my head at, at the time but that's an interesting one i need to have, have a go and look look at that and you just reminded me that that actually existed as a bug because yeah i'm sure if i'm sure if that's the thing people are definitely going to be taking advantage of it they always do they always do so but yeah i thought that was intriguing because you would imagine that the dollar prices of these items really should just be fixed in their local currency should be fixed in dollars it shouldn't be rubles in the background and then changing with the rate so there's a bit of a economy flaw there that only really becomes obvious when Mm. the currency rates start moving around quite a bit which i thought was interesting yeah that is interesting the whole honestly how they have that set up and all the the inconsistencies is really interesting like i I wonder if like the like they have to manually set the currency for each like the flea market the you know trader and then like the not how many rubles to get it the dollar or whatever the other currency you're trying to get and then how many rubles is re- represented in the currency for the item that the trader's selling like it's all man it's all weird how it's all disconnected but also connected in some way love to see the back end behind the curtain of that one (laughs) exactly it's another one of those things where you'd hope that somewhere they've got a database which says here's the rate and then that rate gets referenced everywhere in the code but that's clearly not the case yeah maybe it is the case but maybe i don't know maybe who knows who who knows I find it hard to believe that it's intentional that you can game the flea market like that, but maybe it is. Maybe it's one of those things that if you notice and you know, then you can you can fill around with it. Um, if you you understand the way the system works, you've done your research or whatever. I just feel I find it difficult to believe that that is intended. I think it's just a fixed value in the flea somewhere. There's some hard coded number for the dollars and, and euro amounts. I'm yeah. I'm pretty sure it, it must be. It must be that, but. That's probably the the last thing that they really need to work on. It doesn't really it doesn't really matter at this point. That's one of those things that really only matters for after release, in my opinion, to get fixed because that's sort of balancing and economy changes yeah. and stuff, which I think can wait. It's, it's not it's not critical. Yeah, you get the other features out first and get the game released. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I also got three flea slots when before ah. I was having massive issues and. My God, is it like night and day, dude? Because it's actually, I actually am really disliking slots limits because going from two to three is like massive for me because 
not only can I just actually do stuff, right? Mm. Like two slots, you you try to sell. Maybe you get through like five items, and you're listing the lowest possible, right? But sometimes you just get other other people are also doing that. So sometimes you just get unlucky and you get massively undercut, right? And you can't do anything. You just have to go in a raid. And then what happens when you leave the raid and you try to put stuff in your stash? You can't because your stash was full. And it's like, it's just not a fun, fun process, you know? Now that I have three, I almost, I, I haven't used it a lot, but I didn't really have that issue. But what I did notice is I could actually list high, right? Mm. Because I can afford to have my stuff not sell because I'm actually higher up in the list and it will sell, but I have more slots to play with. So I can I can make more money because I have three slots in some ways. Like I, I can afford to do that. And I don't really like that because it took me... 150 billion rubles of selling shit to get there. And now I can make more money. Like I don't like it's a nice progression thing, but here's here's the other way I looked at it is you know going from 3 to 2 that effectively is just like how do I say this? It's just like a time gate thing. I don't know. It's just like once you get locked up, they're basically saying, go, you know, you can't do anything. Go, go, go play a raid or just sit there and wait. And that, and that's like, and this is me sort of in, um, assuming BSU's goal was to slow down money, but you're not really slowing down money. Like you are slowing down money, but you're not really slowing down money. You're just slowing down how fast you can like, Get it? Like, for example, okay, let's say I have a stash full of wires. Like, it's just all wires. Yeah. Okay, actually, that's a bad example. Okay, let's say I have a stash full of <laughs> wires and um, motors, okay? And GM counters. This is all interchangeable. Because, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> but I only have two slots. So I, I list all my wires, list all my um, motors. I get, you know, 100,000 rubles, okay? But I have to wait until all that's sells before I can get the other 50,000 from the GM counters because I can't list those. Whereas I have three slots, I still get the same amount, 150,000, but I get it sooner than later. Like in, in, But the, the actual amount is the same in both scenarios. It's just one takes longer to get because you have less slots. Does this make sense so far? It does. It does. But I think there's an extra element to this as well, which is the okay. fact that with two slots, it's more annoying. It actually incentivizes more people just to sell to the traders. So you end up getting less Even money, less. If you, especially if you have, especially if you have lots of myriad items. Yeah. I know when I was doing, and I'll, I'll mention about this in a minute. But when I was pushing towards Scav Karma, and I was doing lots of factory run-throughs, just because I didn't have to think about it too much, and I was just doing it while I was doing other stuff, I would end up coming out of raid with all sorts of random junk, and lots of the stuff. Now I just sell straight to the flip straight to the traders even selling to the traders like it's one of those things when at this point and now that i've ended up not I'm, i've finished the hideout and it's completed at this point now i'm really de-incentivized for money in an extreme way and i know how all my wipes end which is with <laughs> with millions of rubles yeah so now even selling to the tra- even going sell to mechanic oh no that's broken 
So I can't. And he said, defense, go to Ragman, sell the stuff, go to therapist, sell the things, go to Jaeger, sell the knife, go to fence, sell everything else. Even that has started to become annoying. And so only the really high value items that are dislocated quite a lot from the trader prices I'm actually bothering to put up. The rest of it, all the all the rigs and all the other stuff are just going ragman, yeah, mechanic, for sure. fence. Because it just takes so long. And I think that's part of it. It's like in, incentivizing people to sell to the traders rather than on the flea. And then you end up with less money in general. Because as you rightly say, if you had infinite slots, you could just kind of put everything up and then it wouldn't. It's it's super easy. I just wish that I don't actually mind it being like this, but I just wish that the progression was way quicker, like way quicker. I think that you should get three slots at five rep or something. I don't see why it's so high. It's it sort of does what they wanted, but I feel like other things in this patch did. I think they just did everything in this patch. They tried to do everything. We've said about this before. They said, right, we're gonna we're gonna lock this. We're gonna diminish this and we're going to change the flea and we're going to block this and we're going to do that and do the other and a lot of these things kind of had similar effects in some ways and some of them like the flea change i think is unnecessary i don't think having three slots to start with even or unlock it early or whatever i don't think it changes materially the way that the game plays or the way that the money sinks work or incentivizing people to sell to the traders do i think it's actually important for the game and the progression no i don't so that's where i don't think it necessarily achieves the goals because it's just a pain without really doing anything you're saying the significant impact is it it's like a you know a drop in the bucket essentially yeah i think so i think so and yeah. they've kind of they've demeterized money anyway so right i guess you can still buy the crafting materials to buy the meta stuff but but yeah it's more about leveling really, yeah and about xp and there was an interesting post I think somebody put up about how handing in labs cards for a weekly or something, I mm-hmm. think. And there was a interesting bifurcation in what people or was it no, it was a daily, and there was an interesting bifurcation in the way that people's comments were, because I think it was four and a half thousand XP, you had to hand in two labs cards or something, and you got I can't remember, but some junk that wasn't really worth anything. The stuff was probably worth about 70k. Mm-hmm. And the post was of the form look at this quest it's not worth it and half the people were like yeah no i'm going to be keeping them cards and the other half of the people were like any ability to buy xp done yeah any price yeah any price yeah and i was more on that side of it which is that you can't buy xp there's no there's nothing else that you can do Mm -hmm. i can make as much money as i like yeah but xp is hard to come by xp is the currency of of tarkov yeah really and um, yeah, even if it's a small number, even if it's four and a half thousand XP or something, that's a moderate rate. That probably, you know, in time terms, it probably takes you 15, 20 minutes. If you're having a, a good raid mm-hmm. and you kill a couple of scabs and loot some stuff, whatever, it's probably 20 minutes in raid. And it's potentially even a 30, 35 minute raid, depending on what happens, where you go, what you, what you get, whether you loot anything, whether there's anyone there, whether you find any scabs or not. So for that, for me, it's definitely worthwhile. Because I just feel that, yeah, you can always make that money. And I think in, in that sense, I thought that was interesting because it's there's other things that are important now. And along the same lines, I was also, I'm now in, the, in, in crafting stuff, I'm actually very close as well to three slots myself. I'm, I think I'm at 28. Oh, yeah, you're close. But I slowed down a lot because I was, I decided that I wanted to be doing moonshine and things to get the ophthalmoscope, to get 
the tank battery to get loads of these other things. And now that I've finished with that, I actually accelerated up quite quickly and then changed over once I wasn't getting them when I was looking for them on Woods. But I changed over to get these items, but that slowed down my flea market progression quite a lot. And so I've actually switched back to selling moonshine and that kind of thing on Mm -hmm. the flea. And I'm trying to craft now to craft myself the highest value item that I can find to list on the flea because my flea rep is actually the thing that I'm trying to level now, not the money. So I don't, I don't, it needs to be profitable, but I don't really care if it's the most profitable craft because I don't need the cash. What I do want is I want flea market reputation. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting actually how now my attention has turned towards experience and things like flea market rep and scav karma and stuff like this rather than money. I don't, money is not really, if I can buy any of those other things with money, then usually I will. I will make that choice and I will do that because that's, that's sort of what I'm saying in the, in the hideout with the crafting. I'm saying I could craft the most expensive and most valuable item. But I'm choosing to pay that yeah. premium to craft a different item because it's a higher of a higher value. Right. Or, you know, when I was doing moonshine runs after I'd finished with my stuff, I was getting a lot of items like pestily masks and some various weapons that I couldn't sell, helmets that I couldn't sell, stuff that I just had to either turn over on the traders. And it was making decent money, and sometimes you get a power filter or whatever. But a lot of the items I was just turning over through the traders or keeping them and using them because they were high value items that I couldn't dump on the flea. And I think overall, the total value of items that I ended up selling on the flea market ends up being less than what it was for the moonshine. Also, you end up with like seven different items, which for reasons we talked about before, ends up being a real pain, which is why I ended up selling it to the trades in the first place. Because I don't want to sit there and go trying to sell this and that and trying to sell a you know, HK for 46,000 rubles when mechanic will buy it for 43 or something. It's just, I just couldn't really be, really be bothered. So I want high quantities of of high value items that I can sell altogether so i want to sell five moonshines all at once so i'm happy to try and craft those to sell them all in one go to get as much free market rep as i can um and i can buy in the sugars and i can buy all of these these Mm -hmm. items that go into it to make this high value item and it ends up being a a high ticket thing that you can then put on the flea which then gives you the most flea rep long story short money doesn't matter (laughs) it's like money doesn't matter mic drop (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> god this guy's such a badass no um yeah dude so i want to rewind back a little bit okay okay i and... said a lot i said a lot of stuff i went on a bit of a bit of you know, no you're good you're good um the so that's an interesting point you made about selling to the traders is something to weigh because you choose convenience over money i guess yeah, pretty um, much. Which is a, which I think makes is a fair point, and that sort of plays into that you know idea of slowing down ruble accumulate, you know, accumulating wealth in the game. Yeah. So I didn't really think about that. Um. So I, it's yeah. I don't know. I have to think about that more. But um. Good. Good point there. Um. Yeah. Every, about buying exp, dude. Hundred percent me the swipe absolutely dude i'll it doesn't matter what like well almost doesn't matter what but <laughs> there's a few things you know if you say i need Red three card for three thousand yeah, <laughs> yeah then it's like well okay <laughs> but yeah 100 percent because the flea market bans and it's it's such a uh, this is a whole other topic I, th- I don't yeah we won't definitely won't get into today but you know this idea of like 
you can't buy these things with money. I don't know how I feel about that because it's like your BSG is basically saying that work you did is not accepted. The uh, we need you have to do some other type of work for us to you know to get that item you want, which is interesting, and I'm not sure how I feel about it. Um, and then yeah, I guess that's kind of it. The yeah, that's kind of it. I probably has some more stuff, but it's hard. I should like write write it down as you're talking, but. Yeah, I, I I I said too many things too too quickly. Do you know what the next what what is for? Um, <laughs> free market forget. reputation. Do you even? Know? I think it's eighty. Airwing said he's close to. I'm just like, oh my god, I can't oh believe god. that. I know it's insane, it's insane. Yeah. How's um? How is Max Scav Karma with the Intel Center? Well, how long is it for a for the Scav Reset. turnaround or something? Yeah, turnaround. It's, like I can't really remember, but it's between five and a half minutes and six minutes, something like that. It's okay. really quick. It's really, really quite quick. By the time that you've sold your stuff, yeah, shifted shifted through your stuff and sold a few things, there's usually only three minutes or three and a half minutes left on it. So you can sell your stuff, go get a drink, come back, and bam, you're ready again. Yeah, you you're ready to play another scav. The only thing that I would say about scav Karma Six. Or I should say, six fence rep in mm-hmm. particular to get max scav karma and unlock fences magical level four is that it absolutely sucks. That bad, huh? It's really, it's really awful. It's actually really awful. And some people have said that they've got some good stuff off there. And I've tried to look a few times <laughs> and see if there's anything of any value. And I'm finding it very difficult to to really find any redeeming value whatsoever. There are a few specific situations for things that are quite good, but the value of them is so low, it's almost not worth looking. So one of my favorite trades in the game, and I think I talked about this every podcast for the last four <laughs> podcasts or something, is the ANA M2 rig with the three round glasses Oh yeah, and the and the three visors (laughs) and the visors with the chainlets. And the thing about that is that you can people sell the round glasses to fence, and if you buy them from fence, they're about three k. Oh, and sometimes you can find chain. Well, chainlets are really cheap anyway. But anyway, if you if you slowly buy round glasses from fence at three thousand, which is nine k, and then you buy chainlets at let's say five. Sometimes they're four and a half k, or let's just say five k for argument's sake. So that's fifteen k for chainlets. And then 9k for the glasses in total. You can basically buy one of those rigs for 24,000 rubles, which is, it's effectively free, really. It's so cheap. You can yeah. actually probably make a profit selling it back to Ragman. Yeah. I think if you, if you did it that way. Now, the is other... that, sorry to interrupt real quick, is that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. without Max Carmo? That's just regular no. fence? Oh, ooh, I, no, that's, that's, hmm, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm specifically looking in the four, like the level four tab. So I haven't actually checked to see whether those appear. I, f- I think they're more expensive in the other tab. I'm, I'm not actually. I need to check that if those items can appear in both. I don't know. I've been looking exclusive. I didn't think about that. I've been looking exclusively in the level four tab to see what appears in there. Because remind the, me again, what does? I'm sorry. What does level four even do? It opens up another tab, like a level, like with the trader levels. Right. So Fence has two tabs. He has his regular one, the level one version, right. which everybody gets. 
and then he has a and then he has a trader four tab so he has right. none of the tabs in between but he just has a trader four tab which is a special tab which is supposed to be items that people didn't ensure that got dropped in raid by pmcs in theory but i don't know whether it's just kind of faked or something i'm not sure because all the items have a finding raid sticker on them mm-hmm. in fens which they do on the flea as well. You know, if you go on the flea and you look at an item, it has the finding raid tag on it because it still is finding raid because the person's put it up and it hasn't been sold yet. Well, all the fences items also have finding raid. Maybe that's just a symptom of the fact that it comes through some weird mechanism or whatever. But okay. there, there does seem to be something to it. If I look really early in European hours, there's almost nothing on fence. And later on, there is more on him. So maybe there is something to that. I don't know, but it's weird. But, you only get garbage stuff. I thought maybe you could find some good ammunition or whatever. I've never seen any pieces of good ammunition so far on him. To get ammo also? Anything... There's ammo too, yeah. But it's oh, like okay. so... M856, M855, PS rounds, T rounds for 9 mil. Like It's this kind of stuff. Okay. So there's no way you'd ever bother buying these things. Then the weapons are all too expensive. Most of them seem to be terrible durability, which is weird because that's not... Well, maybe PMCs are just not ensuring the terrible weapons because they're doing cheap runs. I'm not sure. But And then all the gear. The problem with the gear is that we all know the issues with the trader system, that the traders sell all the gear for too much. So if you look at how much ULAX right. are or any of these other things from the traders, usually they're way cheaper from the fleet. Like You've probably never bought a ULAC from Peacekeeper. Probably right. not ever. Um, but because it's all based on those values, the ULAX on fence are about the same value as the player ULAX on the fleet, but probably about 10k more. So you end up not buying any of those from him because it's not cheaper. The only so the only places where it's where it's valuable, there's certain crafting ingredients that are really cheap anyway. Sometimes you can get those quite cheaply. So sometimes you can find scab vests on fence, which if you want to craft into ripstop, then that can be okay. You can find round glasses and you can find those. Lower half masks, which you can turn into packers through barter. Okay. So there's things like that. Food and drinks sometimes is cheap, but a lot of them are actually not that cheap relative to the flea market, which is a bit disappointing. There's like and then really scraping the bottom of the barrel. You got like this is the thing. Like there's some very specific situations where maybe you can get something good out of it, but normally it's around crafting or that kind of thing where the in-game value is low for an item, but uh-huh. on the flea market the value it's is high, high for an item. And so on fence, it's very, very cheap. Yeah. But if you bought it on the flea market, it would be quite, quite a lot. And that's, yeah, that, that's, that's really where the value comes. But as I said, the, the problem is it makes you sort of in the 5 to 10K region to yeah. scour through and remember all these things. And, oh, yeah, this is good. And this is good. And this right. is good. And you're, you're better off just running through factory once and making 85K off your kit. Yeah. So it's not really worth looking because it doesn't appear anywhere else. It doesn't appear on the flea. You don't see it on the flea. That would be one. That would be a redeeming feature if you got to that. Honestly, that's actually a good idea that I've just thought of. If you got to fence level four, scav karma six or above, fences items would start appearing on the flea. That would be useful because then when you're searching for other things, you'd see fences entry yeah. on the flea market, and then you you'd, you'd pick it up. Because the problem at the moment is that you have to specifically go to fences tab and look at the tab and sift through all the garbage rubbish stuff on there that you're never going to buy and 95 percent of it is junk it also sounds like if there was something good on there and it was cheaper than what you could well yeah well like okay here's here's actually an interesting example let's say someone brought in a slick 
and they didn't insure it and they died to you know kill up in the middle of nowhere on the interchange god i just got so many bad memories of killer killing me on the interchange anyways you can't buy the slick on the flea market you can only buy it ragman level four level 42 and you you have to barter for it mm-hmm. but let's just say fence was selling it and let's just say it was brand new condition and let's also say it was cheaper than the barter it's interesting because you don't have to be level four and it's a way to get the armor but it suffers from a problem that all the traders suffer from and that's you gotta you if you want to get it you may have to camp the trader because if other other people are also have the same mentality they probably are also camping the trader to see what's good so every time he resets they're gonna go check it if something's good there huh that's an interesting one the only thing about fence that's different there though is that at least it's not camping the trader on reset because fence refreshes continuously does he He doesn't have a he doesn't have a regular reset cycle in the same sense so you can reset you can refresh him every 30 seconds or something and more items appear some items disappear he actually has a different mechanism i think you're right yeah for some reason i recall maybe it's i don't know if you noticed this but the traders they now say restocked like if yes. you do something and then come back and i notice sometimes fence will say restocked and i'm not sure if he has a mm. really big timer or not but i'm pretty I'm sure... Not sure what happens when the fence timer runs down i don't yeah know. i don't know that's that's a weird one i'm not really sure yeah, it's strange. So yeah, Scav Karma worth it for almost everything except for the fence thing, actually. So low scav low scav low scav run timer is great. Low scav box yeah. time is great. Better scav fence gear. Himself, yeah, better scav gear is great. Fence level four tab, not great. In fact, quite poo-poo in many ways. The other thing I'll say to that is playing with my group of buddies from back in the day, reunite with them. Um, you know, mostly the swipe I've not insured, but playing with them, mm-hmm. even playing with them, I'd still don't insure, and I really should, because if we're a five oh, man, yeah. it just makes it's like a no brainer to insure because there's a good chance someone and our group is going to be able to clutch it up. You know what I mean? It's just like, and then you ditch everyone's gear and they're like, it's so funny. One of my friends, his stash is like complete. Like it makes you want to puke. There's stuff everywhere. There's like guns, ammo, knives, ammo cases inside rigs, inside backpacks, inside cases. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's disgusting. Right. But he's like, guys, guys, I know everything is blah, 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 whatever. And then, so we were looking at it, I was like, and then he goes to click on his insurance, and he's got just, like, a thing full of insurance. I'm like, dude, you need to get rid of stuff. He's like, nah, man, you see, I got I got my regular stash, and I got my prepper stash. You see, prepper stash, <laughs> every every raid I die, I just pull out from the prepper stash, and I put stuff in my regular stash. I was like, dude, that is way too much. But the freaking, yeah, insurance with groups indirectly or directly hurts scav class four because i just feel like if you're playing as a group everyone should be insurance it just makes sense to me like it's just the logical thing i mean having it's like so super value having one guy let's say you're a five man and then four of your buddies get wiped but you kill the other the enemies or whatever 
you get to ditch four people's gear sets that's gonna like almost 95% chance come back in insurance. That is super value, dude. It's like it's yeah. almost a guarantee. It's it's insane. So it is pretty crazy. Someone said in chat actually, so the amount of gear that doesn't get insured or picked up means the fence should be full of good stuff because most don't insure their top tier gear. The fact that he doesn't, I call fake news. And I actually am inclined to agree. I'm inclined uh, to agree that there's something funny going on with fence and that it's not it's not true because I don't insure some stuff. I mean there there should be some good stuff on there. Yeah. But it's all it's all cack. It really is. It's all it's all rubbish. So I don't know. It all looks like scav grade stuff, like scavy type gear and armor or whatever. So I've never seen anything of any significant value up there. Whether it's expensive or not, I've never seen Korans, never seen slicks, mm-hmm. never seen hexes, nothing like that, no, nothing of any kind. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Have to look into it. I don't know. Um, we should probably wrap this up. It's about that time. Did you have any other. Yeah. Things you want to mention? Uh, no, I think that was it. I think that was it. We managed to actually touch on all the things that I'd written down here and there. I was actually going to leave some of it and then ended up managing to hit on all the all the points. So um, I don't know. I think we've got, yeah, we've got some stuff for, for next time that are bigger, bigger topics I'd like to cover. But I think for for now, I think we're, uh, I think we're good. I think I'm good anyway. Yeah, I did. I did have one thing I'll mention quickly is I, you know, as I said, I've been leveling strength, saving interchange, killing scavs, looting GPUs, running in and out seven minutes. I went to loot Emercom, you know, the medical Emercom unit, and went to open it and I breached the door. I was like, what? Hit again. I breached the door. I was like, did I bring the wrong keys? I checked my keys. It says the interchange sit case. I'm like, no, that's not it. And I'm like, I was talking about on Discord. I'm like, why can I not? Am I bugged? Is because I was thinking it was like back end error things. And like, did you use up all your keys? And he's like, you probably used up all your uses. And I was like, did I really? And I looked, and there was no Embercon. It was just gone. I was like, oh my god, I actually used a hundred times, which is insane to think about. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I had to go buy a new key, and it cost me sixty six thousand. And that key That's- absolutely. Paid for. I don't know what I paid for back in the thing, but that thing more mm-hmm. than paid for. It's like it's insane, insane, That's crazy. There's no chance I've ever even. The only <laughs> keys that I run through are factory exit keys. Those are the yeah. only ones that I, I go through because I play like I play a fair amount of factory just because of the speed of the raids, and it's kind of my chill out place. Bizarrely, it's actually weird. It's like factories, you know, the, the especially when you first start playing, it's like the scary, terrible place that you're mm-hmm. going to get run over by chads. And when I'm just like, oh, I just want to play a throwaway game, then I just rock up into Factory. It's kind of, yeah, it's, it's just because yeah, I, I think like the X-Factor is so close, the game's quick, you know, yeah. never, there's nowhere to hide. Yeah. You, know, you, can't, you can't hide on Factory, <laughs> so you're always going to be, you're always going to be in some kind of combat. People are, you, you know where people are, you can hear everyone because the map's so small. Yeah, it's it's good. That's actually less so the case now that the expansion is is in. Sometimes you can be trying to find people, and then you hear a big fight going on over by med tents, and you're like, "Oh, they're all over there." And with the extra bit in the underground, sometimes you don't necessarily find everybody. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's funny, really. Just yeah, to chill out with factory, it's just like yeah, my my noob self from when I first started playing the game would be like, <laughs> "You what?" <laughs> How could you relax on that map? I'm like, well, it's not really relaxing, but um, it's just different. I've actually, I've been using the ACP vector 
with APMO on on factory a bit, just having a bit of a play around, and it's it's fun. It is it's fun. It's fun. I keep getting shot through the arm with the SVDs and horrible stuff because I'm sprinting around too much, not really holding angles, and I keep getting shot by people holding angles by forklifts and all sorts of dodgy places. But it's it's good. It's good. I, I seem to be playing now this like weird combo game of either I'm either sprinting at full speed mm-hmm. or I'm completely silent, not moving. Mm. So I want or the other. Like I'm not gonna. I'm not playing either. It's like very much a binary kind of approach. It's like sprint, 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 sprint around, and then like get to the office. I'm like, hmm. Where is everyone? And then I'm silent. But then I hear a footstep, and I'm like, well, if I move now, I lose my tactical advantage. So I'll yeah. listen and just see where this guy goes, and then. He comes around the corner. Now you hear him like looting a jacket, looting another jacket. I'm like, he's going to come around in a minute. And he just like steps around and then just 1100 RPM. And the guy doesn't even know you're there. It's like, God, dude's going to have to, you know, get a new pair of pants or something after that. Cause there's no, like, it was just, it would have been such a complete surprise. Like, yeah. oh, I feel quite bad. But yeah. Funny. Yeah. That reminds me of mm-hmm. one rain, the swipe. I was playing Factory and I think I had like the LZSH helmet with the, visor so you your my hearing wasn't as good i was running in the the bottom bit and i like was just like sprinting through and then you know a guy was waiting for me like a hunter and he and he hit me and it scared me so much i you know like my hand jerked and hit spacebar and i jumped in air he's like he hit me again and then i land and like managed to kill him but i was just like god dude that scared the living crap out of me man which by the way one peg put out a video a little bit ago about um audio compression and one of the mm-hmm. programs or apps he featured was soundlock and i used i recently been using it and i think it's great man it's just like please dear god let me maintain my hearing you know like i do not yeah. need tinnitus so i i Maybe highly talk about it next time yeah for sure, because, for sure for sure because i i use soundlock myself yeah yeah cool have you been I using it for a long the... time yeah, I've been using it for probably, Dude. God, I don't even know now. Must be six months, maybe longer. I wish using it for a long time. Wish I've been because even when I'm editing, sometimes I'll accidentally slide up the like mm. plus thirty <laughs> decibels. I don't mean to. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, it's really it's, so. It's actually a really amazing tool and super light. Yeah, we'll talk about it next week. And I'll put it on the list. Yeah. Well, we managed to get through that. Do devastating shit show about weapon mechanics, guys. <laughs> that was interesting. Um, yeah, guys, let let me know your thoughts on this stuff. I know some people in the Discord have been poking around and asking about it and sharing opinions, and I'm curious to know what you guys think. So let us know in the comments down below. You can always send us a message, anchor.fm slash scavtalk if you want to get featured in the show i want to try a new feature coming out rolling out in the near future potentially where we um take a segment towards the end of the show and use discord to sort of have like a i guess let's call like a presentation or an audience and then basically you can have the floor and you know speak and ask your question or or you know talk about a tarkov related topic and want to hear our thoughts and whatnot so cool stuff and with that I think we're wrapping up. Giga, you got any last last things? All good. All good. Well, guys, we'll see you next week. Catch you later.